for watching the vodka stream. Meow. What's happening, guys? Everything on? We're good. What's going on, everybody? So the pregame. Let's do some pregaming. Tap. Let's do some pregaming. How's it going, everybody? Got my doing a little vino right now. Of course, it's what I always usually uh, pregame with. Probably not the best to pregame with wine and then go into uh, hard liquor later. But you know, in between, I'll you know. Get some food, drink some water. We'll be good. We'll be good. So cheers, guys. Hmm. It is Friday. Thank God, right? Oh, man. Thank you for joining. Uh, like I said, um, if you guys didn't know, uh, this is a pre-recorded interview with Mr. Richard Citrone. We did it yesterday, uh, actually. So um, it was actually kind of a funny story. We were supposed to do it Wednesday, and then I guess he got held up, and then... Uh, yeah, and um, so we ended up having to do it uh, yesterday, which was cool because, you know, I wasn't sure. I was like, sometimes, you know, I mean, these people, you reach out, and sometimes things, you know, might not work out because they're busy schedules, but we got it done, and hopefully you guys enjoy it and stuff like that. I, you know, I, it's it's an hour long. You know, I could have talk, talked to this guy for hours and hours. Have you seen his body of work? I mean, my God. Have you seen his body? I mean, Jesus Christ, he's like pushing 60, or is he 60? Guy's ripped. No, but uh, <coughs> we do talk about a little bit of that, though, too. Of course, getting in shape and everything. Because, you know, I like I like getting that, getting the regimen. What's going on, Paul? Yeah, forgot to admit. Let's see, who's out there? Eh? Who's gone? Yes. Oh, I think we might talk about that scene a little bit there. Maybe talk a little bat fleck. What's going on, Mr. Jose? How you doing, sir? What's the standings like? What's the standings? You know what? I'm just saying. Didn't the Cubs? The Cubs just came into town. Didn't they sweep the Dodgers when they played the Dodgers last? And the Padres? But the Giants beat them last night. Just saying. Ah, what's going on, Jason? Mr. Fear Jason. Mr. McKenzie, what's up, sir? Ah, good vibes, man. Yeah, good vibes. What's going on, Mr. Javier? We got Ryan here too, bud. What's going on? Did you ask him uh, about zombie sex? <laughs> I don't think I quite got the zombie sex, sadly. I mean, like I said, there was so much I wanted to ask. But, you know, I like, you know, I only did it like an hour or so. We got Carrie here. What's up? I'm listening while, uh, while out for a walk. Good for you, man. Get outside. Get some vitamin D. Get out there. Move the legs and stuff. Is that sure from Horror Nights? No. No, it's not actually. Just found it on Amazon. Um, but I, the last time I went to Horror Nights, they had the the Ghostbusters maze up, and that was probably that was that was my favorite maze naturally because I'm a Ghostbusters fan, man. Because uh, I, you can even go to my personal Instagram and go all the way back, man. I was taking videos and stuff of of that maze and pictures. They had a killer clown from Outer Space one too. Wow, I mean, if that's what you want to call me, that's fine. It's fine. What's going on, Mr. Bailey? How you doing? Uh, wow, Bruce Mason. Bruce, yeah, I know. He's totally simping. Totally simping. Let's see what you said there. All right, just two games back. Hmm, but how about them Lakers? Ooh, well, that's already out, apparently. That's no good. I mean, is the Clippers still in it? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what, what the uh, 
protocol is when it comes to if the Lakers don't fully make it, do you just immediately like stay, stick with LA and root for the Clippers? I don't know what that protocol is, but yeah. I uh, heard they uh, they just did not really show up last night, did they? And then LeBron get hurt or something. So that's what sucks. I canceled my cable, and I'm like, I'm not going to have cable anymore. Um, but I do like watching basketball playoffs. Not really like a season guy. I mean, unless it's on, sure. But, man, basketball playoffs are so freaking exciting. So I'm kind of missing out on that uh, for sure. This is going to be a bomb. Yeah. Yeah, Richard's uh, he's a good guy. I'm just waiting for people to show up, you know, talk, chatting with you guys for about 10 minutes or so. You guys know what I like to do. And then uh, I'll pull it up. Oh, man, of course I didn't have it ready to go because me, I don't prepare. No, we'll be all right. Uh, I just got to link it up there. Yeah, we'll be good. Uh, since Garrett, Edward, Garrett Evans probably moved on, who would you pick to uh, helm the Deathstroke series? That's a good question. Somebody who... I don't know. Um, I would just, anybody who has like a knack for like some good freaking awesome action, I guess you could say. I don't know. I'm, I don't know who would uh, be good. I mean, if they're going to do a series, they'd probably just divide it up. But yeah, I just, I think what Joe would actually want is somebody who can really handle, like do some really good fucking uh, legit action and not just be all shaky cam and cuts and shit like that. Like full on good ass. Yeah, there you go. Hey, 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 David Leitch. There you go. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, that'd be a, probably a perfect choice right there. What is he doing right now? David Leitch. Didn't he just, is he doing John? He's not doing John Wick 4. I don't know. I know they keep announcing people that are going to be in John Wick 4. But uh, I don't know. What's, what's he doing? Or the director of Extraction. Um, Gavin O'Connor. I know, Gavin. <laughs> yeah, there's Gavin O'Connor. Or, uh, yeah, and Gareth Evans. I mean, I always get those two names, those two guys mixed up because their names are kind of, uh, their names are uh, kind of doing that. Wait, the director of Extraction, Bullet Train. Oh, that's right. He's doing Bullet Train, the, the Brad Pitt movie, right? Okay. We, we, uh, yeah, that gets brought up because apparently a um, certain person that's going to be interviewed right here kind of did some work on that. Uh, Chad, uh, yeah, Stahelski, that's who I was thinking of, yeah. Uh, Dave, no video about being on a plane reading? <laughs> no, I didn't do a video on that. Uh, yeah, when it comes to the Cavill thing, yeah, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine as what that script actually was that he was uh, reading right there. I don't know. He's headed. He's headed this way. He's headed. Well, not this way, California, but he's headed to the states. So he was flying over to the states. I mean, fingers crossed, because there are two movies that he could show up in that are currently filming right now. So fingers crossed that he shows up in one, maybe both. I don't know. But Bullet Train was fun. Uh, uh, Stephen uh, Denight. Yeah, Stephen Denight. I mean, I love the fact that he was, you know, when uh, the whole Jupiter's Legacy thing happened. I mean, apparently he bumped heads with uh, Mark Millar, which, you know, what? his the, the that other series that they greenlit, it's probably going to fucking fail, too, unless, unless uh, I don't know, there's something more unique about it. But good old Mark Millar. He's uh, all right. He's on his way to my house. Oh, there you go. Well, I'll head over to your house then. Yeah, one of those books near Henry was Warhammer related. Yeah, 
I know. I was looking at the, yeah, there was like books that were on like his table right there. And I wonder if that was like, he was trying to give some indication or something like that. Uh, hey, what's going on, Mr. Scully? Yeah, I know. Cause you're over there. Uh, you're in Ireland, right? I think. Um, yeah. I'm catching it live today. And then of course, uh, we'll do the regular, just a panel show later, which of course I already put that, put out the link. You know, I'm just invite some people in, see what happens, start chatting. Cause we didn't have a panel last week, which made sense because everybody was, it was an extended weekend. Everybody was like, a lot of people were just like doing things, but you know, I think we got lots to talk about when it comes to the later show. Um, Ray Fisher turned down a Mark, uh, Miller series called prodigy. Good on him. Yeah. Apparently, uh, he's kind of a douche has good ideas, but can't always. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, he's got good ideas, but it's not really, uh, he's, I don't know. We, we saw how he was shitting on, um, on, um, Batman or Superman a while back. That was kind of douchey of him. I know Ray Fisher does need more work. Um, well, you know, they brought that up uh, earlier today in the, uh, the league of mayhem. You guys caught that stream with Zach. Um, that was a good stream. It was about two hours. And, um, I think they talked about Ray Fisher and how, you know, like get him into something. And Zach's like, yeah, you would love to work with him again. So, uh, so I mean, Zach or Ray Fisher turned down playing cyborg too. How dare you, sir? Uh, David O. Russell, yeah. You kind of wonder why people still work with David O. Russell when you hear the stories. Because he's apparently a big douche too. Um, lets his motions out. You hear the stories here. Uh, I think re recently I read about George Clooney's um, time with him. I forgot what movie it was that they worked on, but George Clooney said that it was probably one of the worst experiences that he ever had. So George Clooney says that about you. That's no good. That's no good. Hmm. But yet all these A-list people are working with him again with this other movie that, you know, Christian Bale seems to like to work with him. But then when he kind of compare Christian Bale, his little, you know, Terminator salvation, when he, you know, lost his mind, he kind of go, maybe there's, maybe they just get each other, you know? Because, you know, even though, yeah, you hear bad experiences, there are going to be people that still get along with certain people. It's weird. It's very interesting. It was Three Kings. There you go. Three Kings, which is a great movie, too, by the way. Great movie. Yeah. That is weird. So, I don't know. I think Stephen S. DeKnight would uh, kill. Yeah, he probably would do it. Because, yeah, like he, like I said, he worked on uh, Daredevil as well. So, maybe they should do that. So, why are these actresses working with him then? He made Amy Adams cry, and then Eric cried, and then he got mad. <laughs> and then yeah, Eric cried. You're funny. Talk about Eric Blake. Yeah. Apparently, Will Smith expressed interest in working with O. Russell, and now I want to see that. Yeah. I mean, he does make some good movies, but apparently, yeah, he's just kind of a douche. Kind of a douche. So, yeah. All right. All right, guys. Let's get to the interview. Um, like I said, pre-recorded. So... I mean, I'll be here, but not here. So, you know, any uh, super chats or whatnot, I mean, if I catch them, I'll, I'll throw them up. And, uh, but no questions, of course. And, I, you know, I always worry that people are going to come in, ask them this. It's like, eh, can't do that. So, all right. Let's go ahead and get this show on the road. Richard Citrone, everybody. Let's see. Let me pull up the video file. Uh, oh, make sure I got the right one here. Desktop. All right. 
course, my, eh, come on, is it, no, that was yesterday's, sorry. Computer's taking too long to find it. Come on, computer. Still shopping, still shopping for that new computer, man. Ah, come on, that's not it either. Come on, find it. Damn it. Citron, come on. Stupid computer, man, I tell you. It's right there, right? Where are you? Come on, you can do it. I don't know. See, my computer can't even find a file right now, of course. Ah, should have, there it is. There you go. Yeah, I'm still shopping for the computer, but here we go, guys. All right, so I'll see you guys in about an hour. So here's Richard Citrone. Hey, everybody, I'm here with King of the Zombies, the Alpha himself, Richard Citrone. How's it going, sir? Good. How you doing today, Dave? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Been pretty exciting a uh, couple of weeks. Well, pretty exciting uh, year, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a big year. Big year for Zach. So it's, it's good to see. I'm happy. Yeah, very much so. And uh, I mean, especially with Army of the Dead that's happening right now. Number one uh, movie worldwide on Netflix. That's got to be pretty cool. That is very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I look. I, I took a look at the IMDb ratings, you know, yeah. and it's, <laughs> it's surreal. It's pretty insane. That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy to think about. And then, uh, I mean, even the other day, like you know, Zach uh, posted that. That pretty much uh, it's looking to be one of the most popular uh, movies on Netflix. It's going to be, uh, I guess, they're projecting about 73 million households or whatnot. I mean, that's got to be, I mean, the, the fact that you are, you know, well, I mean, essentially you're, I would say, I wouldn't say you're not exactly the villain. I mean, we'll get into the whole Zeus and everything and his character, but uh, I mean, it's got to be kind of cool to just, you know, I mean, you got your own poster, all that stuff when it comes to Army of the Dead. Yeah, it's very cool. And uh, yeah, I like the direction you're going because I don't think I'm the villain either. Yeah, yeah. See, see, we're going to talk about, we're going to get into it uh, about Zeus because, uh, I mean, there's so many theories out there. And that's what's so great about the movie. And uh, I mean, Zach even came on the Vodka stream a couple of Fridays ago. And it's always funny to try to uh, press him a little bit for theories and whatnot. And, you know, he can't exactly say everything, but, you know, he'll he'll be coy about things, but we'll get into that. I mean, obviously, you know how Zach could be, and it's uh, it's great. But I wanted to talk about, I mean, let's, let's get to know Richard here a little bit because, man, looking at your IMDb, holy Lord, you, uh, you've had quite the body of work when it comes to uh, stunt performing. I mean, not only, not only has it been in with uh, Marvel and DC movies, but, I mean, just a bunch of, I mean, just, it's, it's, it's all the way down to three ninjas knuckle up. <laughs> yeah. That's my first union job. There you go. <laughs> that's quite a while ago. Yeah. I remember when, uh, I remember when those movies came out, man, I was, uh, I was a big time fan of those movies, but yeah, just looking at all the, the stunt work you've done. I mean, stunt work for, you know, of course, Ben Affleck. I mean, you're part of Star Trek, uh, Battleship, Cabin in the Woods, Fight Club, even, I mean, Iron Man, I mean, it's all right there. So I always ask people, like, you know, when they're, you know, actors, like, when did they get bit by the acting bug? But when did you get, I guess, bit by the stunt performing bug? Well, I don't know. I guess it has its roots in, in childhood. I was always a real physical kid. I, I was drawn to the physical sports. I played football since I was nine, and uh, I liked hockey, and I boxed uh, in the amateurs. So I, I liked the physicality of it. And... um I uh, moved to California to study uh, martial arts, uh, but I always had in the back of my head that uh, I wanted to try to get in this uh, stunt work. 
So it kind of was a natural merger from martial arts. You know, if you're interested in getting into the film industry, that uh, that's a skill that they, they value. You know, if you're a high enough uh, level of competence um, and uh, and you know the you know, you know, the stunt work because, you know, martial arts and stunts aren't exactly the same thing. Yeah. You have you can train for self-defense and you can train for stunts and they're they're a little bit different, you know. So just making that adjustment in the stunts, it wasn't really that difficult. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think I've always had it in me. How long uh, have you been studying martial arts? Oh, since, um, well, I, I trained on my own back in Pittsburgh, uh, but with a with a, an instructor, with my instructor since 1987. 1987, nice. Yeah, I was actually gonna ask, like, where are you from? I mean, I kind of had an indication with the Steelers uh, hoodie you had on there. I was like, probably <laughs> Pennsylvania area. So um, did you grow up in Pittsburgh? I did, yeah, that's my hometown. And it's like, you know, it's it's a great football town, like um, like you know, like Green Bay, Cleveland. Oh yeah, um, the New York t- teams, uh, Boston. Those are all great sports towns, and and the fans there, along you know, with Pittsburgh, it's like a religion. Oh, I mean, yeah. if you're born and raised there, if you're not a Steeler fan, you're an outcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is very true. And I also noticed you have some instruments behind you. I take it you. It looks like you play a little drum, some guitar. Oh, yeah, that's just a little bit of stuff I fool around with. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I, I couldn't help it. I saw, like, the looks like an electric drum set right behind you, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I just play around with that stuff. It's nothing. 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 <laughs> I'm like, when's the album come out, man? When's yeah, the album? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you wouldn't want to hear that album. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I would. Now, but um, so when it comes to, like, okay, so you're getting into stunt performance, was there, like, anybody that, you know, that you were looking up to when you were getting into, you know, the martial arts portion of all this? Was there anybody that kind of inspired you? Yeah, actually, there was um, a guy that kind of led the way for uh, students from my martial arts academy that that I studied at. Um, His name's Jeff Amata. Okay. And Jeff Amata is a stunt legend, you know, and um, he he was the first from our school. And now there's got to be easily 50 guys in films that are from my my uh, my instructor's school. Dan Inosanto is his name. And, um, yeah, I looked up to Jeff a lot. I remember sitting in the theater and watching Big Trouble in Little China back back okay. home. Yeah. And I remember the scene at the airport where Jeff, he has a um, he has a Ballysong knife in one hand and a telescopic baton in the other. And he flips open the Ballysong, he pops uh-huh. up the baton, he starts doing this this movement with it. Uh-huh. And I saw that, and it's a, it's what it is, it's a, it's a, it's a heaven six movement. I, but at the time, I... It blew me away. I like yeah, I, I, I never scene. seen anything like that. Yeah. So then when it came out in VHS, I of course I got it and I just played that over and over. I'm like, I have to learn this. You know, I, yeah. I, this, I you know, this is amazing. When which really cool too is I end up meeting Jeff and becoming friends with him and then working for him on on a number of different shows. And he was real instrumental in helping me out in the early years. That's awesome. I mean, especially when, yeah. When you see somebody on screen, you get inspired by them, and then you actually can work with them and learn from them. I mean, that's that's really awesome right there. Um, like, was there any, any other inspirations, like uh, maybe like your Jackie Chans of the world or anything like that when it came to uh, this kind of work? Uh, with stunts, I, I, I was a Jackie Chan fan, but not not huge. Um, of course, Bruce Lee, yeah. loved, loved his movies. Um, uh, he was a big influence on me. His martial arts was a, actually a bigger influence than his movies. 
Um, but yeah, no, I can't think of anyone else. Um, I would say, you know, uh, Jeff would probably be the, the main guy who was my influence when I was younger. Yeah. I mean, I remember just being a kid too. I mean, I mean, like you said, when the physicality of like a lot of this stuff, I mean, obviously, you know, when I was a kid, I loved jumping out of trees, jumping off roofs, doing all crazy stuff like that. I mean, and then it gets to a point where you go, wait a minute, I just like hurt myself. I don't know about this now, but when you're that kid and you, you just kind of, you see it on screen and you kind of go, man, if I could do something like that, there's just always something that, 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 at least for me, like especially growing up on Jackie Chan movies or just, you know, just action movies in general and seeing some of these elaborate stunts. I mean, it definitely, I mean, I've, I, it was funny too, because I remember you, know, you were at the SnyderCon event back in 2019 uh, with Zach and all that. And I remember uh, when I came and I had the poster signed by you guys, I even said that stunt performing needs to get recognized way more when it comes to awards uh award season like I, I honestly think there should be an oscar category for stunt work to be honest because what you guys can do what you guys do putting your body like you know out there and just man i tell you what yeah i i mean i agree um if you look at it we're basically the only major movie uh in influence in the, about the movie making process that isn't recognized yeah Oscar, you know, which it's it does need to be changed, and I, it I think it eventually will be. But um, you know, you look at uh, like look at Fury Road, right? Oh that, that movie was nominated for an Oscar, but you take the stunts out of that movie, you don't really have much of a movie. Nope. You know, so yeah, it's it's definitely time. Um, I I understand the studio's point of view, and I kind of thought it went away, but I I don't know if it has. But I think they still, I think they still kind of like it when they they want the fans to believe that, you know, these actors are doing everything. Yeah. But, but there's still some fans that do believe that, by the way. <laughs> but I think for the most part, people are pretty educated. You know, people, you know, they know what's going on. They know they're stunt performers and they realize that, hey, if the, if the actor gets hurt, this is going to cost the studio possibly millions of dollars, you know, so you can't, you really can't take that chance. So I think most people realize that there are stunt performers behind the scenes so yeah, I'd really like to see that change uh, yeah. soon because there's some very worthy people out there. It definitely does, Mitch. I mean, like, yeah, like you said, people are smarter nowadays. I mean, now that we can literally just take every little frame nowadays and just freeze frame it, I mean, we could tell like, hey, that's, uh, you know, that's Matthew McConaughey, or that's not Matthew McConaughey, it's somebody with a Matthew McConaughey wig right there that's driving that car or something like that. You can always spot that. But how do you feel about like, uh, like actors who do do their own stunts, like your Tom Cruises and what? Is that always like, is that, you guys find that, hey, that's cool, or are you kind of going like, hey man, you gotta be careful because like you said, there's a lot of money on these films. You hurt yourself like you did in Mission Impossible Fallout, where yeah. you're production. Like, how 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 is how is the thoughts of that in like the stunt community? Well, I think you know. I think it depends on what your position is in the stunt community. I okay. think if you're the if you're the stunt coordinator, whose major responsibility is to keep everyone set on safe or safe yeah. on set, everyone like you know actors, people, crew, stunt performers. He his job is to keep everyone safe. So if you ask him, he might say, ah, I don't know, this isn't so good, man. I don't yeah. know if you should be doing this. Other stunt performers, I'm sure, you know, we respect Tom. And he's a rare case. Yeah. You know, because not only is he willing to do it, but he can do it because he produces his stuff. So he's one of his own bosses, right? So he can do it. 
And the stuff that really impresses me that he does, because the things that you do that you're going to get busted up. He usually, I don't think he's, he's not necessarily going to do those things. Yeah. Maybe sometimes, but the stuff where you say it's a big hit, like you're, you're going to get a little hurt. You're going to, you know, he, he most likely isn't going to do that. But the things that really impress me are the things, the heights that he does, you know, being tied to the side of that airplane, you know, being up in that, that super high, uh, Tower, yeah, like that is insane. I know there are a lot, probably most stunt performers wouldn't be thrilled about doing something like that, you know. And he, the heights don't bother him at all. Like, he's no, I mean, he does, he did like a halo jump, and uh, you know, uh, in the last mission impossible. And I mean, it's just like, and you can't just do that. I mean, he had to like get, I don't know how many jumps in before he did it. And I remember, I think there was a story, uh, I'm not, I think maybe it was. Cavill who talked about it, or maybe it was him that Cavill wanted to do it, but it's like, hey man, I got like 80 jumps in, or whatever the hell, how many jumps that he had in. So it wasn't like Cavill, Cavill wanted to keep up, but he couldn't do that part because, I mean, obviously you have to have the, the time in. And I mean, that's where, yeah, like you said, Tom Cruise is like a whole different beast. He just, he is. I he mean, he is. Because most of the time, when you, you know, if you hear these guys go, yeah, yeah, I did that, you know, a lot of times they didn't. <laughs> you know and it's okay we kind of understand that that's going to happen you know yeah. we but with him you know yeah he he does he does a lot of that stuff yeah i know I'm, I, I can't even imagine like i know with the next mission impossible he's doing some crazy ramp jump or into like a canyon over i don't know flying over a mountain and then parachuting off the thing i know there's something crazy that he's doing this time but i'm just kind of going like I mean, when is he finally going to be like, all right, maybe I should just <laughs> hold yeah. back. But I don't think he's going to. I think he's just like, I'm going to do it till I can't till like till I can't run anymore. Because let's face it, Tom Cruise, he knows how to run. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've never worked with him, but I hear he's a pretty intense guy. And, yeah. you know, he works really hard, like nonstop worker, like the hardest worker on, on, on the show. So, yeah. and he, and, you know, he produces his stuff. So he wants to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. I mean, yeah, you hear about that guy's work ethic and everybody always raves about that. Like, you know, he's just, like you said, it's, it's, it's his, I mean, he's the producer, so he, he wants to keep it. And then, you know, I mean, and then going over to somebody else who works hard is Zack Snyder, which the first time you worked with him was on his first movie, right? Dawn of the Dead. I did. Yeah. I did some stuff in LA. Most of the movie was already shot in Toronto. But he came back and did a few things in LA, and I was I was part of that group. Yeah, and how was uh, your first meet with with him? Well, I had known Zach for a few years um, before that film. I had met him through Damon Caro, who is his stunt coordinator and second unit director. And um, Damon met him through Kurt Johnstad, who was one of the right one of the guys who wrote Three Hundred. And he met him in a way that he was uh, Zach was interested in training some martial arts. So De- uh, Damon became his martial arts instructor, and through that relationship, they developed a rapport. And um, Zach uh, uh, hired him to do some uh, choreography for Don, and then for Three Hundred, he hired him to be his stunt coordinator. Nice. So I had already known Zach before that um, through Damon. Nice. And then it went obviously to Three Hundred, and that just kind of you know kicked things up in the gear because I mean. I mean, obviously, yeah, you, like you said, um, even looking at the INDB, it says, like, stunts and reshoots. I don't know if, like, how 
with you know reshoots additional photography i know they kind of go hand in hand sometimes but uh when it came to um working on 300 i mean i mean when you hear zach talk about like 300 and how he had this idea and he was trying to pitch it and then he go and then i guess the studio was like okay so where in greece here are you going to shoot it he goes no this is all going to be on, you know, green. It's going to be like green screen and stuff like that. But I mean, but still a lot of the stunt work on there and a lot of choreography, I mean, you're dealing with a bunch of dudes, not to mention getting them in a crazy shape. I mean, that had to be, I mean, were you there for like most of the process of all that? I was there for all the process. Yeah. yeah. That was, uh, that was quite a job. I mean, if you're a stunt performer, that's almost like a dream job for you. Yeah. You know, because, um, we're we're getting we're basically being paid to get into the base, best shapes of our, our, our lives you know right. it's, it's like you know how do you beat that you, you know and we, and we did we were the actors worked really hard the stunt performers worked really hard and we trained those actors so well with their fights that i don't believe i'm trying to remember for sure but the, the kid that i was doubling i was doubling astinos i didn't do any of his fights i did my own stuff because i was also a character i was also yeah. one of the spartans but I don't think I did any of his fights. I don't think anybody really doubled anyone for all their fights. I, I'm pretty sure the actors did all their own fights, if I remember right. So they they worked really hard, and that was just a really cool job. I mean, it was sure. really enjoyable. And you know that that film was was almost not made because Zach was Zach had, had, took a hard stance with the studios that Disney. Wait, I, I, Zach. R. <laughs> well, he said, this needs to be R. I can't do this. I can't do a PG-13 version of this movie. It's got to be R. And then, you know, the studios, you know, they're looking at their numbers that our movies don't make as much as PG-13, and they're weighing everything out. And they're like, no. Nah. And, and then finally, thankfully, the studios gave in, and Zach got his R rating, and we made the movie. And it ended up being a hit. That's what's so yeah. funny. It, yeah. it, it always boggles my mind when, like, you know, when these people who are making the decisions are, you know, these, and they, and they think like, they're all, obviously they're always looking at the numbers, crunching the numbers, but it's like, if you're, like you said, when it's, you have a movie like this, when you're looking at the source material, which is just every panel almost has a blood splatter or something. There's a fight scene. It's like, how are you supposed to just get rid of all that when you're going to take away the essence? I mean, what Zach obviously loves to do is like, he wants to take, he sees what's on the page and he's like, all right, I know how to wrap flesh around that and uh, you know, put it on the screen. And yeah, if we're going to make a PG 13, it's just going to lose like, all that luster. So yeah. that's a good, that's we're, we're definitely happy that he took the stance on that. And uh, I mean, we know that, you know, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to Zach and studios, man, I tell you what. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's but, uh, so then, um, did you work? Did you have you didn't, you worked on Watchmen with Zach? You were uh, you doubled for uh, Matthew Good, so yeah, yeah. yeah I, I did the opening fight scene, okay, in that movie, and then right. did fight with Night Owl and mm -hmm. stunts for him, and did uh, some fight choreography. How was that experience working on Watchmen? I mean, because that's another that's another movie that was I, you could say. I mean, I think even Zach admitted himself. Like, I mean, it. it it was ahead of its time just because, I mean, we all, we all know about the book and just the where comic book movies, superhero movies are now. I mean, it almost like if you were to make that movie now, you almost wouldn't have to change much. I mean, I don't know. It's just it's just very interesting when you see everything now, because this this came out before the big Marvel, you know, the MCU became a thing. And Zach's mentioned that he was kind of just looking at the comic books and seeing like where they were. 
But now it's like a whole different thing right now when it comes to uh, work comic book movies. But how is how is working on? Did you think like, wow, this is something very different than what's out there currently? Yeah, I love working on it because I love I, I love the uh, graphic novel and yeah. you know the whole concept of you know heroes are human beings too, right? Heroes have faults, you yeah. know, which you really don't see much in the comic books. And I think that that was kind of the movie that kind of started that wave because you see now there's a lot more projects that have come out since then showing heroes at kind of their worst yeah um you know like the boys is is the one that i really enjoy you know oh, I, wow. I, I read all garthina's um graphic novels and and i really like the tv show and i think Watchmen kind of may have started that wave a little bit not that not that it that stuff wasn't there but i mean as far as the motion picture end of it you know now that's starting to come out more with films um, but yeah, it was a, it was a fun, fun, uh, show to work on. And, um, I just, I enjoyed doubling Matthew. It was a ball and, and doing all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, just re very cool project. Yeah. And then, uh, and then of course, Man of Steel comes along. And, uh, of course you you also, you also were, were you a character in Man of Steel? Yeah, also? I was, I was Turan. That's right. That's right. So not only doing stunt performing. So when Zach, I mean, so basically it, it kind of just, you know, hey, Zach gets the, you know, the, the Superman job, you know, Christopher Nolan recommends him. And I love the fact, I always love hearing that story because Christopher Nolan said he loved Watchmen so much. So he was like, I don't want to, I already did Batman. I know somebody else that could do the Superman movie you want. And so uh, Zach comes along. So when you, when you hear that Zach is doing Man of Steel, and of course you probably approached all you guys, you, Damon, and whoever, like uh, the normal team to uh, working on that. I mean, how, how did that feel like, wow, a Superman movie now? I mean, that had to be pretty crazy. Yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. Cause I'm, I'm a big comic book nerd, you yeah. know, from way back. And I still have a lot of the graphic novels and I still buy some occasionally. So <clears throat> to do any superhero movie for me personally, those are, those are awesome jobs. I, I enjoy them a lot. Um, that, but that was a, that was a cool job. I mean, they're all. Anytime I work with Zach on anything, it's awesome. But to to do the superhero stuff was so much fun. And you know that when Christopher Nolan contacted Zach, um, he was talking to George. Zach was talking to George Lucas about you know if he could use the Star Wars universe to do uh -huh. something. And then that kind of went by the wayside. Yes. When Christopher Nolan called. So it's interesting, you know, if Christopher Nolan would have never contacted Zach, where, what would we be doing now? Where, where, what project yeah. would he have worked on instead? Who knows, you know? See, I mean, now you're tripping me out. I'm like, yeah, I know. I start thinking like that. If Christopher Nolan didn't make that phone call, where would we be at with all this stuff? Would there be a Zack Snyder Star Wars? I mean, and what's great too is he's recently talked about how he's kind of taken his Star Wars idea you know, take the the little Star Wars things out of it, like the seven, you know, it's like Seven Samurai, you know, sci-fi kind of movie. And I think he's trying to, I mean, you probably know more about it than me, but I know he's trying to do something with that, I guess, with Netflix. I don't know, but I, we're all pretty excited to see what that's going to be like. So. Yeah, that's I think that's exciting. Yeah, we, we spoke briefly about it. Yeah. But I don't have a ton of information. Ah, uh, okay. I was gonna like. I was like, "What's it called? What's it got? What's it, you know? It's your like lightsaber type things in there. What's right. going on?" But I, I mean, I can only imagine. I mean, I can only imagine like, you know, Zach trying to just go in, go in deep and deconstructing like uh, characters like the Jedi and stuff like that. I mean, especially since he's such a fan of uh, you know Seven Samurais, and I could just see what he could do with like the Jedi 
And uh, so I'm kind of curious to see what he uh, what he does with this new sci-fi movie. It's going to be pretty exciting. So then we get to Batman versus Superman. And now, I mean, like you said, you're a comic book nerd. Now you get to wear the bat suit and wear the bat cowl and kick a lot of bad guys' asses hmm. in one of the, probably one of the best, I think the best cinematic Batman fight that's ever been on film. I just, I'm just going to commend you on that. It was very, I love that. Scene. Appreciate yeah. it. So how did that feel? I, I noticed the statue behind you, of course. That's yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, it was amazing. Um, that was, like I said, com big comic book nerd. Batman was my favorite superhero since I was a kid. I, I wanted to be Batman when I was a kid. <laughs> we all did. <laughs> you know, like all of us, right? Yeah. I mean, I would sit in the movie theaters and watch the Batman movies. Um, I was I was in the stunts at that time, and I just dream of, of being able to do, you know, what these guys are doing and, you know, put my own – my own little taste on it uh but yeah i mean it was awesome it was amazing uh, i just by far my favorite job ever uh, yeah. i don't know if i could ever beat that one um <laughs> and just so fortunate that you know i was in the right place at the right time uh, damon caro you know has my been my training partner since 87 um said hey I, I want you to audition for this you know um so i, I auditioned and then i came in for a second audition and Cause he was trying out a bunch of guys. Cause I, you know, I'm not, I'm not a young guy anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, so he wanted to just make sure he was going to get the guy who could definitely do the job. And then after the second auditions, he said, yeah, he goes, you got it. You know, I'm really, no so that was, I, I was ecstatic. I mean, I was, I'm a pretty like this. I'm pretty even tone. Yeah. You, know, I, you seem like I, it. I don't have super highs or super lows. I'm pretty even tone, but I was like dancing around the house. I was, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was so thrilled. You know, yeah. but uh, yeah, that was amazing. I, I, I remember Zach taking some, some photographs of me before we started shooting and I'm standing, I'm, I'm in the bat suit and I'm standing and I'm just looking at my silhouette, my shadow on the ground. And I'm, I'm like just blown away by it. I, I couldn't believe it. You know, I, it's, it's like that inner, that inner child is just going, oh my God. I mean, this is what you oh, yeah. dreamed of like years ago, reading, you know, just looking at comic book panels and whatnot or watching the movies that came out, you know, it's like, that's, yeah, that's gotta be insane. And when it came to like, just doing that, that warehouse fight scene, I mean, was that, was that shot early on or was that like, that was shot early on, right? I think that might've been the first thing we put yeah. on film. I think it was. Okay. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, God, just the buildup of that scene and just the way, I mean, obviously you guys do the pre-viz, the stunt viz and all that stuff to get it all going. And um, when we get to Justice League stuff, there's stuff I want to talk about when it comes to pre-viz and everything like that. But when it comes to that warehouse scene, it's just, and then when you finally saw it, like in all its glory, I mean, that had to be just, you had to be smiling ear, ear to ear seeing that whole entire scene. I mean, geez. Yeah. Yeah, I was really, really happy the way it turned out. I mean, there of course, there's a couple of things. I'm, I'm my own worst critic. So there's a couple of things I saw, you know, I'm like, ah, I wish I could do that again. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, I mean, I had an amazing group of stunt performers, martial artists with me that, you know, that I was fighting. Guys are just fantastic performers. Uh, so I was really fortunate. I, I just, everything just worked perfectly on that whole show you know i had I had the right stunt coordinator that, that loved batman as well the right director you know because i mean you look at the christopher nolan movies and they're great movies but he really wanted to people to see um uh the actor yeah you know, do, doing the fighting 
you know, and he, even though you have that mask on, he just felt like, no, I, you know, I, I want the actor doing the fighting. Cause I, I know his, uh, his stunt double really well. And he's a great martial artist, you know, I mean, he's, he could have done some pretty amazing things in that, but you know, you, you want Christian, you want to, you know, Christian Bell's jaw and mouth was important to Christopher Nolan. So, you know, that's the way it turned out. So I, I really hit a perfect storm. I working for a director that was like, nah, you know, yeah. Rich, you, you do this stuff. Yeah. And I was really, really fortunate. I was really lucky, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because a lot of people will, I mean, I've, you know, as fantastic as the Dark Knight trilogy is, um, I think what people might feel, it kind of lacked when it came to, you know, the fighting a little bit. Yeah, there's some good fight sequences and stuff like that. But, I mean, you compare it to this scene right here, it's like, holy shit. I mean, a lot of people want to, what they look at, when they when they look at the warehouse scene, I mean, immediately people were going to the, the Batman games, uh, the Arkham games. They were thinking about, like, that and how, like, it seemed like almost like the fight core i mean i think there's even videos out there that have like the the, the health bar and all this, this this stuff like that that make it look like it is the arkham game it's pretty awesome so like i think that's why everybody was so blown away by by that 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 scene so yeah and i think it was just like something that a lot of batman fans just wanted to see more of it's like him just going full on let's just take on 24 guys yeah. batman of course he's gonna be able to do it but yeah. then when, when it came to justice league now you're taking on creatures you're taking on parademons in this right, one. right right so how was uh of course working on um justice league now you know obviously you knew that was going to be the case because it was all kind of well i remember it was announced that zach was going to do justice league before batman or superman came out i think that was correct right i think so yeah so how was uh so obviously you were gonna obviously do batman again um and then of course when filming i mean what i wanted to bring up is this stunt viz right here that you uh do i have this loaded up hold on one sec you did a stunt there's a stunt viz video that came out for a scene i guess that didn't that didn't i guess get filmed here let me see here let me bring it up right now let's see Whoop. All right. So let me share this. Sorry, I didn't have it ready, but it is this right here. You probably remember this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this is basically, I mean, when this came out, a lot of us started freaking out because we're going, okay, this is when Batman finds the parademon nest, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 And this is yeah, amazing. This was, uh, this was a, a concept uh -huh. is that um, Freddie Bushiegas and Matt Rugetti uh, put together. So, I mean, we do, you know, we do a lot of concept stuff, you know, some of it makes the movie, some of it doesn't, you know, and, and for whatever reason, this just um, didn't, uh, you know, didn't make it into the movie. Well, yeah, I think it, I think it was, uh, I think Zach kind of, when he answered on Vero, one of his, you know, one of his times was, he said the studio thought it was too scared, too scared. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> because I mean, it's funny because he jokes around about you know scary ideas that they didn't like really want to go for. One of them being, I think, the main scary idea was you know killing Lois Lane, and you know he eventually he did kind of put that in there now, or you know a version of that, I guess you could say. But I guess this was like another idea. I mean, we saw the concept art where yeah, Batman shows up, finds the Parademon nest, and then of course craziness ensues but yeah so it was just that never that, that just never went past previous huh no 
That's yeah. as far what you see is as far as it got. That's cool. But I mean, it's gotta be fun though, kind of coming up with something like that. Like it's almost like making like a little short film, you know? Yeah. yeah which we do a lot. You yeah. know, you, you, I mean, we could put probably all the previews we've done over the years of concepts that can make the films. We could probably put our own little film together. <laughs> I say, Hey, do that. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be a cool little, uh, uh, you know, yeah, that'd be a cool little short film or whatever, or probably be a full-length film if I have many uh, short ones you have. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> so then, obviously, with everything that happened with Justice League and, uh, you know, Zach having to walk away and stuff like that, I mean, do, did you hear about all this, all this stuff that was happening, like how they were trying to rearrange and reshoot Justice League and all that? I mean, how much were you, like... How much did you do any of the reshooting or anything like that? I did. I, I did okay. most of the, uh, I don't know how many weeks we were there, um, but I think they did an additional week after I left um, with some things, but I was there for most of it. So you did yeah. that rooftop scene? That, uh -huh. Yeah, that was you? Yeah. Like during all that, did you kind of just go, what exactly are they trying to do here? Was there any kind of like, you know, I don't know. Were you talking to? I mean, you probably weren't talking to Zach at the time when you were doing all that, right? No, but there were some of his people were there. Um, DJ Jardin yeah. was there, and then of course the actors who I got to know. Uh, it was hard for it was hard for most of us. Yeah, it was difficult, you know, because we knew what what the studios had put Zach through, or what the studio had put Zach through, <laughs> and we, uh, you know, it was it was tough to do, you know, yeah. and. Um, um, cause you just, you just didn't feel right doing it. I know Zach would have wanted me. I, and, and sometimes I think, man, I should have, I should have called him and asked him, you know, Hey, is it okay with you that I do this? But I'm 99% sure he would have wanted me there just to, he probably would have said something like, Hey, just make sure, you know, I want you there to make sure the continuity of the character yeah. is in play. Yeah. I'm sure he would, uh, you know, um, but um, it was rough. It was a rough job. That whole job was really rough because we knew what they were putting him through, and it was it was taking a toll on him. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just a, it was just a tough job all around. Yeah. That's what it seems like. I mean, when, especially when you hear the stuff, even from the actors themselves, it's like, yeah. I mean, you almost. I mean, we probably only heard like a fraction of uh, some of the stuff. But I mean, yeah. luckily, luckily though, I mean, you know, four years later. Here we are with Zack Snyder's Justice League. That had to be nice to. Uh, when did you find out that they were actually going to release the Snyder cut? Probably a couple months before it was announced, I guess, yeah. something like that. But yeah, that was, um, you know, I've said this many times to anyone who's willing to listen. Yeah. That, was, that was the fans. I mean, really. Oh, yeah. I mean, every fan out there that had a say in this, that, 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 you know, whatever, tweeted something or, or made a comment publicly or whatever. They all are responsible for this because because really it would never would have happened without the fans. It never would have happened. You know, they, they caught AT&T's attention. Yeah. You know, it was that big. And, you know, this is unprecedented. Like you don't just don't see this in, in the film industry or very many industries at all that that, you know, a fan base can can actually influence a movie being made it's 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 wild it's 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 like a miracle really when you think about it
Yeah, I mean, it's 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 made history. I mean, we've heard about director's cuts. I mean, how many Blade Runners are there out there? I mean, we always hear about the different cuts, but I mean, this is a whole different thing. And when you actually watch it, I mean, so many people are going like, "What? Well, it's an entirely different movie. I mean, it's insane how how different it actually is, how, what they were, how, I don't know how they took this, this epic four hours, you know, well, it was probably more than four hours at the time and just try to dwindle it down to something very simple. And it's like, yeah, I don't know how they the thought that they could actually pull that up, but you're right. And when it, when it came to getting this movie out there, it was every fan, like I said, matter what, matter if you tweeted, release the Snyder cut one time or dedicated, you know, videos or, posts or campaigns, billboards, all this stuff. I mean, it really just, it was a, it was a long, it was a long, hard battle and it, it worked out and the movie is fantastic. And the work you did, fantastic. I mean, how did it feel watching uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League? Oh, it was awesome because, you know, when you're making a movie, you know, as a stunt performer, you're not, even if you're doubling the lead actor, you're not involved in every shot. So you don't see yeah. everything that happens. So just to see, the contrast between, you know, the version that the studio released yeah. and then Zach's version. I mean, come on. Right? It's night and day, literally. Oh, it's a, and you know, and you know what's, you know what's like really crazy too. What? The world almost didn't get Ray Fisher's performance. I know. That's I the mean, thing. Oh my god. Like, come on. I mean, that <laughs> performance is Oscar worthy in my eyes. Oh. I think the film's Oscar worthy, to be honest with oh, you. Oh yeah, me too. I, I mean, but. We almost didn't get that. I mean, we were almost denied that amazing performance. And, and so that just, wow. Yeah, I'm just really happy. I'm happy for, for Zach and Ray and for everybody else. Um, what, a, what a, like, it's like, you know, I don't know. It's like the good guys won. You know, I'm really, yeah. you know, it's, it's really cool. It really feels like that. I mean, Zach deserved it 100%. I mean, especially since he was having, you know, another movie coming out this year. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Ray's performance. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's funny too because when I when I first watched it, um, it was on a Saturday. I got a screener, and when I got done with it, I immediately messaged Zach and I said, "You motherfucker, you made me cry about five or six times. How dare you?" And I was just like, "Dude, that was just cinematic excellence right there." And like, I think I think half of those times that I almost cried was with Ray Fisher's performance. I mean. His story, when you dive into Cyborg's story and you just see where he's coming from and see what happens with the parents and everything, I mean, it's it's just it's heartbreaking. And yeah, I don't I don't get why why would they want to remove any of that and just oh man, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, so yeah. maybe they're just they were so caught up on a on a on a time frame. Yeah, so caught up on this has to be whatever two hours, whatever you know. I don't know. It's not not clearly not the best choice. No, no. I think we've uh, we've uh, made that assumption around. That clearly was not the the best choice. And uh, yeah, so it was all pretty fantastic. Was there anything that st stood out to you in uh, Justice League? Like, what was like a favorite moment of yours in the in the movie? Uh, you know, I loved Ray. I loved all Ray's stuff. Um, so subtle but so strong. Just a clinic clinic on acting, in my opinion. But I, you know what I really like too? I like the way they fleshed because I did the Steppenwolf, uh, yeah, motion capture, right? That's what I was going to ask too. Yeah, and, and so I really like the way they fleshed his character out. Yeah, you know, um, you saw exactly why he was doing this. Exactly. Yeah. What does he hate the Earth? Like, yeah. What, does he just run around the solar system 
conquering it, planets. Yeah, the swinging so, an axe. What's yeah, going on so, here? Yeah. So now we know. We know yeah. the wine. It's important. It's a big wine, you know. So uh, I, re I really enjoyed that too. But I guess all the I really enjoyed just all the gaps being filled. Yeah. You know, everything that was like when you watch the movie, you're like, yeah, but what about this? And what about that? And what about now? All of those are all filled. And so I, that's the part I, I really enjoyed the most. Yeah. And you did uh, you did uh, some mocap. For, you did mocap for Dark Side as well, right? I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so the, the history lesson, right? That was mainly you. Yeah. Yeah. That had to be that had to be fun because the, in the history lesson, I mean, that was a, another thing that got really I mean, also, you know, you watch the original history lesson, it's Steppenwolf, and then you, we get to miss out on Ares and, you know, Darkseid, Uxas, however you say his name, um, you know, having like a little fight, a little, you know, back and forth before it ends. I mean, that had to be a pretty cool uh, sequence to, to shoot right there. Yeah, 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 definitely. How, how yeah. does it feel like when, you, when you're like, obviously when you're, you're in pajamas and just on a soundstage, I mean, when you're doing all that, I mean, obviously you got uh, like that sequence right there. I mean, is it mainly just like doing the moves or you're actually doing, you're actually like, there's somebody else there too, like that was actually you're fighting with or is it just doing the moves? Yeah, most of the time there's somebody there yeah. that's that's playing the other character. Yeah. Um, so yeah, most of the time it is. Sometimes if they're just going to CG something, you know, like the horse that I threw. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I really throw a horse. <laughs> yeah, no, no ponies were hurt in the making. Yeah, of no horses were harmed. That um, was that was pretty brutal, though, man. When you see that, and he just launches that, you're like, Jesus Christ, dude! <laughs> like this guy, man, this guy is on a whole other level. He does yeah, not. Yeah, he's care. pretty powerful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's what's so great about it. So now, um, now when it comes to Army of the Dead, and so this time you're actually asked to full on play a character that's you know. Mm -hmm pretty relevant in the movie. So how did yeah. that feel to be like, Hey, I mean, this time around, I mean, how did Zach approach you on Zeus? You know, he just called me and he said, Hey, I, I got this character. I want you to play in this, this next movie I'm going to direct. And, um, I think it's, I think it's something, you know, that, uh, you'll enjoy. And I have no doubt that you, you'll do well with it. And I mean, that's, you know, it's all, that's all Zach has to do is ask, you know, yeah. I'm there no matter what it is, you know, I'm there. So it's really cool because, um, you know, I, I appreciate that he had faith in me to, to pull it off um, the way he, he envisioned it. Um, he, you know, we, we met before we started shooting. We all, anytime I play a character for one of his movies, we always meet for a couple hours before we start shooting. And he's, and he told me, he said, look, he goes, for this movie to work, he goes, people need to empathize with Zeus. They need to feel something for Zeus. And, it, you know, so I, while we were shooting, I always had that in the back of my mind. Anytime I was making choices in a scene, I always tried to go for the, for the choice that's going to make uh, the character relatable to the audience. Because everybody, everybody knows, you know, what a zombie type character does. You know, we've seen that a million times. But it's nice to be able to play a character that has different layers yeah. to him, right? So I always tried to bring out those layers whenever I could um, in any of the scenes we shot. Yeah, and, and then the fact that, it, you know, it, it's a zombie. I mean, it's a zombie character. I mean, that's even adds a little bit more to it, too. I mean, 
the fact that it's not just you're not just going ah oh, and trying to you know eat somebody or eat some brains or take a bite out of somebody. I mean, the alphas and you're you know Zeus is the alpha. He's the one that starts off the whole thing. I mean, the opening scene. I mean, Jace, that that's a great open. And I love what Zach says about it too. Like that opening scene. Like and then he's gonna look over at that imagine. There's like an imaginative hill that looks over Vegas. You know, every movie has like a, an imaginary hill that looks over like a town or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's such a great shot, but it's just like, I always got going, yeah, there really is no hill like that. That overlooks Vegas, is there? <laughs> I, don't think I was like, there I didn't even, I was like, yeah, that you're right. There is no hill like that. But, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but getting into that makeup, how many hours? When we first started, it was a little over four. Wow. And then I think they got it down to about two and a half, right around there, right? Because these guys, these guys are awesome. And they, oh, yeah. You know, it always starts out that way because they're, you know, they're figuring things out and they come up with shortcuts and just faster way to do things, and and you know they get better and better at it. And uh, yeah, so it, it was rough. It was rough to sit there, you know, every day. And, you know, if you have, and you know, if the if the crew call is going to be four a.m. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your call is going to be like uh, 1 a.m. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you, I mean, that's just that's just the nature of what it is, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was a tough job. It was physically tough. I had prosthetics from my waist to my head. Mm -hmm. um, Albuquerque heat. 90 yeah, I was going to ask, like wearing yeah. all that, that and then uh, in the heat. Oof. It was brutal. It was a tough job. Yeah, it was it was really tough. But I I, I like those I like those I like those jobs. Challenging, you know. Um, yeah. And then you but, even uh you even posted too that you know you wanted it you wanted to get into really 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 good shape, and uh you know and I you know obviously you had a picture of the uh, the abs and I'm going geez I don't even I don't even anything close like that man this guy. <laughs> I mean, age is not a number. That's for damn sure. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's good though. It's good to have that mentality because you know. I mean, I know you mentioned before you're not a young guy, but you're still doing a lot of the stuff and try to get in that shape again. Um, how how long did it take you to like this time around to just kind of get in that super shredded shape? It, it was a few months. Yeah. So I got to the point where I felt really good about it. Okay. Yeah, a few months. Um, what was the regimen like? Oh man, uh, I, <laughs> yeah. I have this, this doctor does my re rehab stuff, my physical therapy. His name's Dr. Silva out of Redondo Beach. He's amazing. I mean, he's just incredible. Um, and he also is a trainer because the guy okay. knows the body like no one I've ever, ever known. Um, and he, he put me on this regimen because I, I said, look, they, they want me to gain a little bit of size, but stay ripped. You know, because I walk around between 195 and 200 pounds, right around there. And I wanted to get up to about 210. And he, I said, can that be done? You know, because the old days, if you know bodybuilding from the old days, they bulk. And then before, like yeah. a couple of weeks before the competition, they rip, they cut, yeah. right? Yeah. But, but you don't have to do that anymore. With today's training methods, you can do both. Yeah. So we put me on this training method where we're doing uh, circuit training with kettlebells. Okay. Some of them are a little heavier than others. Some of them are a little lighter. And then also with um, cable machines, you know, so, but it's a circuit type workout where you're doing about say, you know, eight exercises, 12 reps each all in a row with no rest. Oh, wow. Traditionally you rest between sets. Yeah. And this is no rest. And wow. then I get, and then when I'm done with that set, I get maybe a minute rest and I do the next set. We do that for four sets. 
So by the time you're done, I don't know, I'm, I'm over 500 reps somewhere around there. So you're doing, you're doing a lot. So you, because you're using weight that just enough weight that you can get through the exercise and you're doing a lot of reps, you're doing, you're actually doing both. Wow. And what goes into that also, you know, were intensive ab routines that I was working on and then diet. Diet's huge. Yep. That's the next question I was going to ask. What was like breakfast, lunch and dinner for you? You know, it, it's just um, keeping the carbs low Yep. and protein high, fats high and no sugar. Yeah. You know, and then when you when you have a big physical day, then you then you can up the carbs a little bit the night before. Then you can because you're going to need the energy. And I learned yeah. that the hard way. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, I I know the keto people say you can you can substitute the fats, and that's enough for your energy. Mm. Maybe some people can do it. I can't. I can't. You know. Well, you so, know, not everybody's the same. You know, and that's the thing. That's what some people realize. Like anytime that I know anybody that has, you know, that wants to maybe get in shape and you know i've always tried to keep in shape as much as possible and i i do mainly like a keto type diet i'm tr strictly the proteins and the, and the greens and I'll, I'll do the fasting too intermittent fat. i don't know if you did any of that as well yeah, yeah. it's like 16 hours yeah yeah i mean it's amazing like when i first started doing that i didn't think i was going to be able to i was like i have to have breakfast or i turn into a zombie and i'm just cranky <laughs> and just no way but as soon as i like you know, just said, all right, I could do this. I'm going to take this challenge. Now it's like breakfast. No, nah, I'm just sipping black coffee like all morning. That's pretty much right. all I do. And yeah. it just feels better. Even like when you actually work out while you're fasting, there's like that stored energy that's still there. Mm -hmm. that, that was something new that I, you know, a few months ago just started like really doing. I think at the end of last year, I was like working out on an empty stomach. I never used to do it before, but I'll do it now. And it's pretty crazy. Yeah, you have. yeah that, that process, you know, helps you get ripped. Oh, yeah. That whole thing. Right. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in Army of the Dead, too. And I'm going to be nice. in Alpha. That's what I'm trying to go for. Awesome. Just tell Zach. I'll tell, I'll tell him, too. I'll, I'll message him. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, so the makeup process and the, yeah. So we're working on that. And then, uh, you know, let's talk about Zeus. Because like we said, like I said at the beginning, it's like not exactly the villain. I wouldn't say he's per se, the villain, because we know that he was some kind of soldier. Obviously, when you see him in the beginning, he's kind of got that crew cut going on. Uh, he's got the dog tags, which is a big, you know, big thing. So, like, how much of the character, how deep of the character do you actually know? Because, obviously, we have prequels that are going to be coming out, uh, you know, like the anime and, the, and the, um, the, the prequel movie that's coming out. How much of the character do you know about? Like, how much, how deep do you know the character? Uh, I actually know all about the character. Ah, dang! See, you, you know. have to. You can't. Yeah, you have to. Face someone if you don't. You yeah, know. that's true. Oh, I mean, it makes sense. Makes sense. I just wasn't sure if, like, it was like Zach was keeping some things, maybe, or something like that. But that's good. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and the only thing I can say about that is, <laughs> is uh, I'll ask you a question: Is okay. he? Is he really a zombie? Is he? Mm, okay. You know, well, I mean, you know but. That's a good question because I mean, right at the beginning, I didn't spot it the first time. I mean, and you know, I mean, we're not holding back any spoilers anymore. I mean, like I said, when Zach was on a couple, we were just picking his brain throughout the whole thing. And I mean, right at the beginning, when they're leaving the, you know, when they're leaving the convoy, you see like these little objects in the sky, and then they just they just shoot off, and you're like, all right, aliens, aliens now, what the, you know, it's like what's going on here? So. 
That is a good question. I like that. I like that. Is he really a zombie? I mean, obviously, when it comes to the, a lot of people were, you know, talking about the, the baby, the zombie, not the baby, you know, not the zombie baby, but the baby that he pulls out of the queen. And it was like, when you see it, it's blue. And then all of a sudden, it, the blue goes away and then dies. And it's just kind of like, all right, blue. What is going on with this blue stuff that's going on here? Because even when we see Zeus, you know, we see some blue that flies that flickers away and we're just kind of like yeah yeah so that is the question is he yeah right right <laughs> see i'm like what else can i ask because obviously we got the alphas and one of the things one of the questions i think one of the biggest theories is like what is going on with vanderrow and it almost seems like to me when you when uh, zoots and vanderrow they kind of square off and the safe where the safe is I'm like, did they? There's something. There's something pre here because yeah, it seems a little strange that Vanderbilt just goes, "All right, drop the guns, let's freaking do this." And I'm like, hmm. There was there was something there. Yeah, it, it didn't make the movie. Yeah. In fact, it's, it's part of my biggest fight in the movie, but it just didn't make the movie because oh, it just. Really? Yeah, I, it was one of those things where it just I think it gave away too much of my character too early. The way it sat in the timeline of the movie. Um, but there is definitely a, a little history there with me and Vanderhoek. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a bummer it didn't make it because it's a cool, very cool scene. Uh -huh. But maybe, you know, maybe it'll show up in one of the sequels as a flashback or something. Let's you know? hope. Yeah. That's not, and I think a lot of people are making the correlation of like, you know, we got the alphas and then you got Vander. Vander he has like a, a brand of the Omega symbol. So you're like Alpha, Omega, something's going on there too. What do you think? What are we thinking here, Zach? What's going yeah. on? Yeah, Zach's, Zach's a deep thinker. You know, yeah, his, if you watch one of his movies and you only can see one layer, then then you really didn't watch it. No. You know, he's, he's, he's a very deep individual. He very much is because, you know, not only were we dealing with like aliens and then all of a sudden throughout, you know, when you're watching it, you kind of go, did I just, that, that headshot of that zombie, all of a sudden it's like, wait, there's like robotic eyes. What? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we, got, we got robot alien. And then just, to, just on top of that, then all of a sudden there's this whole time loop theory. And it's like, <laughs> like what is happening? Because I mean, when it comes to me, I'm, you know, and I've said it before, I think the Vandero that, that comes out of the safe at the end, I don't think it's the same one that we saw go in. Mm. Yeah, so that's my theory. I hadn't heard that one before. That's that's really that's great. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's yeah, I mean it's just I think it's just mainly because of the bite thing, because we're kind of everybody kind of wondered when did he get bit? And I think and I think that's the main thing. We don't really see that because when you guys are having a scuffle, it's almost like Zeus is about to, but then Dieter comes in and just, you know, hits him over the head or something like that. So we don't quite see it. So then it's kind of like Hmm. I don't know. That's that's just my theory. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. We'll see. So many. I might be onto something there, man. I don't know. But it's uh, that's what's so great, like you said about Zach's movies. Is yeah. There's so many layers to peel. I mean, it's an onion. So many things. And I've watched it four times, and I'm still going. I'm still trying to listen to every little dialogue, certain exchanges. And like you said, I mean, just paying attention. I mean, you do sympathize with Zeus. I mean, like you said, that was the challenge of like, you know, creating some sympathy. I mean, yes, he's grotesque. He's going to bite you. But there's some sympathy there because we don't know exactly what happened. 
was it his choice to do whatever experiments that happen? You know, did he volunteer thinking he was going to be Captain America? And then it turned into this. I mean, that's another thing too, is like, that's probably, yeah. That's, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> I know. I think I'm trying. I'm pressing a little bit here. I'm like, well, come on, give me something. Give me something. Well, that's why, you know, that's why he's not the bad guy. He's not the villain. I mean, think about it. They, they trapped him and his people in Vegas. Okay, fine. They're not trying to get out of there and, and attack the rest of the world, nope. right? They're staying right there. They're just, he's just building his kingdom. You know, yeah. and if people want to sneak in and try to get some money, and they get turned into alphas. Oh, well, you know, they knew the risk. But yeah. he's not hes not really being a bad guy. And then, and then here come the humans in, you know, just mess everything up, start killing his queen and, you know, st- just invade his kingdom. And, like, what's he supposed to do? You know? yeah, that's, what I, that's what I like about uh, Lily, the coyote, the coyote character. You know, she knows all this. You know, she, she, when she, um, you know, shoots, uh, Bert, Mr. Bert coming in the, in the, in the leg as a trade-off because she knows like, okay, we give them him. We're good. We can actually go in and hopefully they'll leave us, they'll leave us be for a little bit. And right. she, even, I think she even mentions that herself that, you know, this is not just some place that they're just stuck. This is their kingdom. You know, this right. is their, this is their home essentially. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's and it's human beings that are coming in here, and they're you know they're fucking each other over. They're they're being a holes and greedy and whatnot. You know, yeah. like yeah, who actually is the villain of the story? I don't know. For sure. I mean, you could argue that they have the alphas have more honor than the humans. You know, because they they live up to their end of the bargain. I mean, they can't control the shamblers. The shamblers are going to do what they want. Yeah. But you have to know that going in, you got to deal with the shamblers. But at least you don't have to deal with any alphas, and they're sure. ten times as worse, right? Yeah, so, yeah, we kept up our end of the bargain. So, um. <laughs> yeah, God, that, it, it just it just it just brings a new, a nice little fresh spin to the zombie genre. Which it's you know it's just obviously there's the Walking Dead. I never really got into it. You know that's still currently out there, but you know, and we got other obviously zombie movies like your Zombie Lands and whatnot. But this just kind of just took it like. And then just to add like the alien aspect to it, I think I always thought that would be a cool idea too to to kind of combine you know aliens and then zombies and maybe there's something there. And it seems like seems like Zach figured it out right there. So yeah, yeah, it does. I, I think it's a nice fresh take without going too crazy, right? Because I I think everything in there, if you li- if you live in that genre and that world, sci-fi, comic books, you can buy everything that happened in there. Oh yeah. You know, so yeah. yeah, I thought it was great. But the time loop thing, man, that's just that is so throwing me through a loop, yeah. like literally through a loop. Like, because like, <laughs> just a little, I mean, the little things in there where you know we're we're looking at the number four. Seems like the number four is mentioned quite a few times. We're like four times have they been in this thing? What the heck? Yeah, it adds a little. It just adds more to it. I mean, I remember the when when the when talking about it with some people some people are like nah he's just it's just a character just messing with Dieter that's all but then you're going but there's so many little things it's like yeah. I see him you know right, right. So, yeah see, you know you see that's the thing you know <laughs> you know a little bit about this and I'm like oh, <laughs> can't wait for more man really can't yeah I think but, the uh, animated prequel is going to be a lot of fun I think that's going to answer probably a lot of questions. most of your questions 
Yeah, that's. Uh, I think he was just recently on a stream this past. Yeah, he was just recently on a Twitch stream where everybody was live watching it, and he gave a little. You know, he shows Vanderbilt like uh, like the animated form, and uh, I think he even said that with us too. Where, um, you know, it's going to answer a lot of questions. The uh, animated prequel, um, and I think it's like six episodes or something like that. And then there's going to be even some answers even with the prequel movie that's coming out, the um, Army of Thieves movie that's coming out so hopefully we'll get some answers right there too because we just gotta know man yeah, yeah. Gotta know. <laughs> so uh anything uh anything uh, you're working on right now that you could uh let us know uh no not not at the moment i'm getting ready to go to vegas next week um what um, yeah doing a commercial with ben out there so that that'll be ben? Cool. with ben yeah. ben affleck uh-huh yeah oh so wow so that'll be fun. Nice, easy job. I, I think easy, easy on the body. It's a oh, yeah. There you go. I, yeah, I worked on a few things this year. Star Wars project and um, that's right, Mandalorian, huh? Uh, yeah, something like that. And then uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then a um, a Brad Pitt project earlier. Yeah, that a buddy of mine is yeah directing. It's going to be a. I think I think it's going to be a really good movie. It sounds yeah, like, yeah, yeah, bullet train. Um, the cast, oh, I mean, it sounds like a phenomenal cast. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, it just stars everywhere. And, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it, sa fun. it says you're the stunt double for Michael Shannon. Yeah. Yeah, see? Man, yeah. love Michael Shannon. Anything that guy's in, it just, you know, he's going to give like 100, 110% performance, right? You know. Yeah, he's amazing. He's yeah. just, he's, he's incredible. We, yeah. we, I can't remember the move what the name of the movie is, but he did a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm -hmm. <laughs> think, what and like, uh, he has two major scenes in it. And, and Zach and I were talking about it one time and Zach's like, man, he, he just, he tore the paint off the walls. That's the way he described it. Because he tore the paint off the walls in those scenes. He's amazing. I can't remember. It's something road. Road. Man, yeah, I'm trying to remember road. what it is. It's, yeah, not, look it it's up. not one of Leonardo's big, you know, huge yeah. thing. I can't remember the, with the first part of the title, but check out Michael Shannon's scenes in that. He's insane. It's so good. Well, I mean, even just going, I mean, I think a lot of us co collectively you know, who are Snyder fans and the fans of the DC Snyderverse, we still think his Zod is top notch, like top villain. I mean, just the intensity he brought to that. And, you know, talk about another villain role where you kind of almost go, okay, I get why he's doing this. I, I, I get it. I get the intensity. I get he's a soldier. He was greeted as a soldier. We kind of get where he's coming from. I mean, and, and Shannon just freaking nails it, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's really a very, very impressive actor. I'm trying to see, like, I'm trying, I'm like going through his IMDb. He's been in so many movies, though. I'm like, which movie was it with Leonardo DiCaprio? I remember there's a movie called The Iceman. I don't know if anybody's seen that. Definitely check that one out with him. If you haven't watched The Iceman, really Is great movie. One about George Kleklinski? Is that yeah. his story? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I'm sure Richard it's Richard Kleklinski. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure it's fantastic because that's oh, it is. And crazy. yeah. Midnight Special was another good one that he was in, which kind of delve into like alien sci-fi kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to see here. Said it had Road in it. Hmm, Tigerland. Yeah, something Road. Road Bug World Trade Center. Not seen. Oh, here we go. Revolutionary Road. That's it. There it is, right there. It came out in 2008. Wow. 
this one kind of just snuck by, yeah, Leo yeah. and uh, Kate Winslet. So that was like a reunion of Titanic right there. Holy right. shit. Yeah. Wow. Where the hell did this one sneak through? That is crazy. Yeah. You got to check it out. And you, I even, will. Even if the movie doesn't interest you, just fast forward to Michael Shannon's scenes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're insane. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. That's so good. Well, all right, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. We've already done like an hour of conversation. I can ask you like a million things about, like I said, your body of work and stuff like that. But uh, I will ask this since it is the vodka stream. Is there, a, is there, a, are you, do you have, is there ever like a night where you get home and pour yourself like uh, anything like that? Are you much of a drinker? No, not much of a drinker. Okay. No, I, I occasionally, you know what? It, it seems like the only time I really drink is if I, if I have a girlfriend that's, that drinks. Okay. <laughs> and I'll drink a little bit. That's yeah. about the only time. <laughs> yeah, okay. Is there like ever a thing, a choice when that happens, when that's the case, or just whatever she's drinking? I'm a, I'm a Captain Morgan's guy. There you go. For One sure. Guy. Like, yeah. it. like my, it. My buddy got me into Brad Martin, is, who's an awesome stunt coordinator, second year director, got me into it when we were doing uh, Underworld. Oh, nice. Yes. We're in Budapest. He got me hooked on Captain Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> was it just straight Captain Morgan or like a little Coke in there? Like or Captain, and Coke, Captain and Coke. Yeah. yeah. It's, good drink. <laughs> it's a good bar drink. Cool. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, Richard, this has been, like I said, a lot of fun. And uh, like I said, uh, i talk in when uh, other things are coming out. And again, excellent work when it comes to Army of the Dead. Excellent work in everything you're doing, man. I mean, much Thank respect you. for what you do. And like I said, I mean, what, uh, what inspires me from you is like, like I said, age is not a number. You're still like, you know, the physicality that you're still doing and everything like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome stuff, man. Keep it up. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate that. No problem. All right, guys. This has been uh, Richard Citrone, the alpha, the king of the zombies. I try to get as much information out of him, but you know, you know, he's, <laughs> I, I did my best guys. I did my best. All right. We'll go back to the vodka stream right now and uh, see you guys later. Boop. Oh, there we go, guys. Richard, Mr. Citrone, good dude, huh? Jeez. I, like I said, I could have talked to that guy forever, man. I mean, really could have talked to that guy forever because he's just, you know, just, I have a fascination too, like stunt performing and stuff like that. Just, uh, I wanted to like big time pick his brain, but I also didn't want to, you know, I know he's a busy dude. I don't want to keep him for too long. So hopefully, hopefully, other things happen, you know, that he's a part of, which, yeah, apparently he's Michael Shannon's stunt stunt double for um, Bullet Train. We were kind of just talking about that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, movie man. Appreciate that. Yeah, ended up, I, I know there was a little bit of glitches that happened. I don't know. It's always what's going to happen. You got to love technology. But, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, very fascinating. Very, just a nice dude, just a good dude. I wanted to pick his brain just so much when it came to like a lot of things. But, you know, this is Vegas. Yeah, did you hear that? Apparently, he's going to shoot something in Vegas with, with Ben. What? Um, he did say that, right? Or was that after? <laughs> I'm like, wait, was that after? No, no, no. Man, Richard's totally awesome. Well, thank you, guys. Oh, uh, shoot. It wasn't live? Yeah, you were bamboozled, babyface. No, yeah, it was, it was uh, pre-recorded yesterday, yesterday afternoon. So, you know. Uh, yeah, Reza, <laughs> he was like, is, is Richard interviewing Dave? I think, I, I think when it came to Army of the Dead stuff, he was, like, doing the philosophical stuff because, obviously, he knows all the characters. The biggest thing... 
that I took from that was like, is he a zombie? Then you kind of go, you know, and even just sitting here and kind of, you know, contemplating that again as it was playing and kind of going, yeah, commercial. Yeah, commercial with Ben. That, that was kind of uh, like, well, that's, that's pretty interesting. A commercial. It's like Ben directing it. What's going on with that? It's going to be interesting. In Vegas. I'm like, damn. No, but like, is Zeus a zombie? And then you kind of go like, or was he, did they create him? Was he, I don't know. It's all, there's so many ways ways you could like take his origin stories like was he a soldier that volunteered for like a captain america thing or was they were they trying to create a whole fleet an army if you will of super soldiers and um he was like the first one and he you know it just things went wrong or something like that i don't know it's all very interesting all very interesting when it comes to uh the origin of zeus which of course we will find out uh, more about that in the uh, prequel series and all that and everything. So, uh, yeah. All right. I appreciate it, guys. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this pregame show up. Um, I did refill. So, you know, I already got the buzz going, wine buzz going on. So, mm, you got to love it. All right, guys. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. And like I said, obviously, uh, in about an hour and 40 minutes, we'll do the regular vodka stream at the regular and, you know, open up the lounge, get it nice and uh, cozy and whatnot. And, uh, you know, we'll get people in here and we'll discuss all kinds of uh, all kinds of stuff. So uh, hopefully you guys uh, tune into that. And thank you to uh, Richard Citrone again for uh, giving me some of his time to uh, pick his brain and just talk to him. And uh, hopefully we get to do that again for sure. So, all right, guys, hit that like thumbs up before you leave. Hit that notification bell. Um, hit that join button if you want to become a Film Junkie member. I've been doing... Uh, you know, members only uh, vlogs and live streams and whatnot. If you want to join the Patreon and get a little uh, heads up on early access and, of course, the Patreon stream if you want to do that. And then, of course, merchandise down below in the film Junkie Closet. And it's right, guys. Get some couple new shirts. I was wearing the Green Lantern Corps shirt that I made during the interview. I was like, why not wear it? So there you go. All right, guys. See you, see you, guys, uh, see you guys at 8 o'clock my time. All right. See ya.